You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Ice House podcast. My name is Briar and it's such a privilege to be having these conversations with Ice House alumni, hearing their stories and journeys and getting to know them a little bit better. Alex Hayden is on the podcast today. He is the Managing Director of Preston Row Patterson, a leading group of property valuers and consultants that are changing the face of valuation. We recorded this conversation in Tauranga in their offices and had an in-depth chat about his career journey, the huge impact the Ice House has had on him as an individual and leader, the opportunities for growth within his business model, the takeaways from owner-manager program and how he wish he did it sooner. I actually hear that quite a lot. Hey, I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. We'll jump into it now. Thanks, Alex, for being with us. Morning, Briar. Thank you for having me. It's nice. It's a good morning. My very first podcast. Very first podcast. I always like that. It's good fun. I um, promise I won't be too mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But nice morning here in Tauranga. And as always, always, that's a good way to put it, as always. Um, But we like to start the podcast with a nice open question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. Yeah, so uh, outside work. Uh, I'm a husband to Claire and dad to Richie, Ella and Abby. Um, I, the kids are only five, three and one, so that really influences my life and keeps me really busy. It's a busy work environment and a busy personal environment. So, busy, yeah. Um, but yeah, at work here, I'm the managing director of Preston Row Patterson. We're a valuation company um, and a busy one at that. So mm. life is pretty busy, but I love it that way. I'd certainly prefer that than the alternative. Mm. So... Um, between those two things, that sums up the vast yeah. majority of my life. Yeah, Whew, busy. That's that's cool. And I like what you said there. You wouldn't have it any other way. It's no. great. Uh, on that, you know, you mentioned uh, life is busy. What does a day in the life of Alex look like? Uh, sure. So um, pre Ice House, it was probably um, pre Ice House and pre kids, to be honest, because they they happen relatively close to one another. Mm. Um, I was probably. I take I took liberties in terms of my, on myself. I would work a lot harder. I would sort of put myself second, mm. uh, whereas I've got different commitments now. So I guess some of the disciplines that I learned from Ice House have been really valuable through this next phase of life. Mm. Uh, I'm an early starter now. I, I'm up at five o'clock, um, so as to buy time at the end of the day to spend time with the family. Um, but I'm mostly office bound. But that said, my job is now, it's not about being on the tools, it's more about relationships. Mm. So I'm a lot more out in the community and building the repute of our firm so that we can um, continue to grow and achieve our goals. Mm, That's brilliant. I love that perspective too, pre and post the ice house (laughs) and what that taught you. That's honestly how I feel. Wow. um, It's... I probably am would be I'd be one of the bigger advocates for it, mm. um, and lots of people told me pre Ice House that it was going to be uh, life changing, and I don't know if it, it's not cynicism, but I guess you just thought, well, is it really? Mm. Um, but yeah, there's so many themes that came from it that made life a whole lot more manageable. Uh, but as much as more manageable, but equally successful as well, because mm. I could achieve uh, and be relevant in the the things that I was doing. Yes. So those are. Um, yeah, I really would be a, a strong advocate for it. But first to admit that I was a bit of a cynic at the outset and didn't know that it was going to be as, as positive as what it was for me. Mm. So, um, yeah, life has definitely changed. But 
those the early starts and the being more disciplined at work, um, yeah, I enjoy it. I, yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I look back at life pre-ice house, pre-having um, the young kids and things, and I think, yeah, it was, it was fine, um, pretty indulgent, but it was pretty inefficient. And as a business, for example, we weren't going to prosper mm. like I think we uh, have and will continue to because of those disciplines that you learn. Mm. So, yeah, it's great. I love that. That's amazing to hear, first of all, that it's had such an impact in your life. Um, but also just going, in a way, having kids and has brought efficiency to your life mm. and the Ice House sort of helped you navigate how to really lock mm. those efficiencies in. Yeah. Which is not to say I'm perfect by mm. any stretch of the imagination and, and the purists would look at some of the things we do here at work and say, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing that, you shouldn't be doing this, but equally it's, it's yeah, you're always learning mm. and we're on a path uh, to improve and I'm on a p- personal path to improve so yeah. I just know that I wouldn't have found it as easy um, were it not for those l- disciplines that I learned. Mm, so interesting, thanks for sharing that. I get a feeling you have worked here for a while, it came up in Convo before, how has the journey looked for you in terms of now being Managing Director? So I'm one of the few people that you'd meet who is still in the same firm that they started with um, yeah, fresh from university. Wow. I've been doing it for 26 years now. Wow. Um, so I literally started as a valuer. Um, I wasn't registered. You did, as a valuer, you do three years of experience before you can apply to be registered. Um, so I started out as green as could be mm. and um, just knocking out lots of valuations, lots and lots of valuations. And through a product of time and I guess natural attrition as people retire and what have you, Mm. um, I won't say it was as a result of my um, natural leadership style or anything like that, but I've become um, not the most senior in age, I'll be the first Mm -hmm. to point that out, but but become the managing director. Mm. Um, And that's one of the things that drove me to Ice House is that you can spend a lot of time and have a lot of experience in something, but it doesn't make you a leader of people or Mm. a leader of a business. So that's, um, I was conscious that as the business grew and it had grown quite a lot, it was a whole lot more um, seat of your pants and gut instinct rather than actually having good... um, you know, considered approaches to things and, and being really conscious of some of the, the disciplines that we should have. So mm. that was one of the things that pushed me towards Ice House because I just knew that I couldn't keep going um, and just relying on gut feel as I did. Like yeah. you needed to have some of those, um, well some people don't, some people are natural leaders I suppose, but yeah. I wasn't that person. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm good with people, but there's a whole lot of disciplines that come with um, yeah, the Ice House course, it's, it's multifaceted I suppose, it's the personal side, it's the business side, it's, yeah, they talk about the trilogy of you, you yes. and the business and the business yes. and those are the things that I've learnt. So 26 years, it's a lot of time, well it's my only job, um, but equally I needed to have gotten some of the skills that fitted the role that I had landed in yes. through time. So you feel like leadership for you has been a learnt skill rather than a natural very, thing? Very much so, mm. yeah. I think I'm I'm honest to the core and I always treat um, me and the staff well. I suppose that that instinct has helped, like that grew us to a certain point. Yes. Um, and, a, and I do, as a product of time, have a feel for this business. You can't not yeah. after 26 years. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose those two things helped us to get so far, but equally... You can't just have a gut feel on how everyone's going when there's 20-something staff. Mm. You just, you know, there's people that 
whose roles you won't touch on a daily basis and you won't may not even be involved with on a weekly basis. So yes. to to have some better disciplines and I guess tiers of management through the business, those sort of disciplines of scale. Mm. We're still a small business, obviously, but but as you get bigger, you just can't be all over it. Yeah. So again, those techniques help that as well. Mm, that's so interesting. Did you ever feel as a leader, uh, going off script a bit, but it was hard because you wanted to sort of be engaged with all of the people, but you just didn't have the personal capacity? Yep. Mm. That definitely is a tension, and it still is, because I'm probably more inclined to be that, and I often get to the end of the day, and you've put out fires or helped people along the way. Yeah. Um, and I regard myself as the facilitator of the business, making sure that people don't have lots of tension in their day so they can effectively be productive yeah. and, and produce valuations. Yep. Um, but I often got to the end of the day and thought, gee, that's great, but I actually haven't done any of my jobs. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the focus on the business because mm-hmm. I'm conscious that I can I can try and rush out and write valves. I can try and... Um, you know, build relationships and what have you, uh, look after all our staff, but it actually hasn't grown the business per se. Like you yes. can, it's not actually advancing our strategy. Yeah. And yeah. because strategy isn't something that's natural to me, it's something I've, um, I guess, had to learn some of those disciplines, then it's easy to resort to type, which was my looking after the team, making mm. sure they're all productive, which is, again, great. But you've got to know how to prioritize. Well, that's the thing I've learned is you've got to know how to prioritize your time so that you're being yes. steering the ship forward in the best way, rather than um, yeah, everyone can love what's going on, but it doesn't actually get the ship moving in the right direction. Yes. So learn to delegate and to um, give people a bit of yeah, a bit of a, take their own initiative, I suppose, rather than um, mollycoddling them too much. Mm. Which long term they will be very thankful for, very much so. because they, you know, people enjoy being part of a company that has that long term yeah. vision and can see the ship moving forward. And yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love how self aware you are. You know your strengths and your weaknesses. Plenty of weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> All the work ons. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. cool. For those that are going, okay, cool. But how? What do you guys offer as a business? What do you do? Do you mind just giving a quick insight into that? Sure. Because a lot of people don't actually know what valuers do. Yeah. Other than you know you're, you're producing valuation reports, but um, so we're based here in Tauranga City. We service the Western Bay of Plenty. Well, that's traditionally been our background. Mm. We provide valuation reports for it's for a multitude of reasons. Whether it be for refinancing purposes, that's often the case. You're buying a property. The bank wants to know what security that property holds, and so we are the person who provides that information. Mm. It might be for taxation purposes, it might be financial reporting, it might be for separation, Um, there needs to be an asset, um, all the assets in that relationship get uh, valued. There's so many different ways um, and means whereby we could assist people. Mm. Um, The the niche area that we probably haven't expanded into is just, just straight consultancy. You've got a problem or you've got a property that has a problem we want to be the people who can help you solve that problem, mm. and that's it's a non-traditional area of valuation, but it's something that we think, mm. you know, we've got a lot of knowledge in this, but it's. I feel like we probably try and get, step out of the norm um, and just do different offerings. So that's, but equally, you become entrenched and people recognise you as just being a valuer of properties, mm. and it's trying to make that market awareness to go to us for different things other than just a straight valuation. Mm, yes, that's very interesting. So you would do um, 
valuations for the everyday home and commercial yep. and the whole the whole lot. So yeah. we're uh, multifaceted as in terms of we've got a resi and lifestyle valuation team, commercial uh, and rural. Yeah. Um, but within those, we're trying to expand our respective offerings. So yes. in this area here, for example, kiwi fruit's a big part. Huge. So um, we've got one of my shareholders is. Um, become really specialist, probably I think best in the country at kiwifruit valuations, but there's other niche areas within the agri sector that we haven't uh, pushed into traditionally. Mm. So we're trying to become more um, a complete offering to all the different types of, all the different sectors, we're trying to provide a more complete offering so that if we're looking after you and your properties, then it's not like you. we do these ones for you, but you have to go, go elsewhere, elsewhere mm. for others. Mm. Um, they can come to you for the whole yeah. service and, yeah. And that's a that's a personality thing. Well, sorry, that's a personnel thing, making sure you've got the right people on board. Mm. But equally, it's a, um, it's a market awareness because you can get those people on board and no one knows about it. So mm. we're trying to build that capacity within the business um, as well as the awareness with our clients that we, are, we can do a lot more than what they might have pigeonholed us as being able to do a few years ago. Mm, very interesting. Okay, cool. And it's also a wider service offering because we've just we've made a decision that with this town, as much as we love it, the traffic's getting worse, yes. as you well appreciate. <laughs> um, we're trying to now provide a, um, a commutable um, service area. So we've now pushed into the, the Whakatane, Apodiki, uh, Rotorua, mm. um, and we're considering going over the Kaimais to the eastern Waikato as well, because there's a whole lot of towns that are crying out for valuation mm. work over there, but we just, um, I guess we put it in the, haven't done it before, so we won't bother, but yep. there is opportunity there too, so we're quite keen to do that. Mm, it's exciting. It sounds like yeah. there's a lot of avenues to grow the business and mm. continue the good work you guys do. With all that in mind, for you personally, what what gets you out of bed in the morning beyond your kids probably? Um, what I mean by that is what drives you within the business? Um, I've got a pretty strong work ethic and I always have. Mm. Um, one thing that one of my business owners or business partners talks about is debt is quite a big motivator. Um, and yes, we've got plenty debt. of that. Yeah. Uh, we've bought some commercial properties of late mm -hmm. and um, yeah, debt is quite a mm -hmm. <laughs> quite a motivating yes. factor because, yeah. and it's also this business. I just know uh, um, in my core that it can be so much better than what it is right now. Mm. Um, so it's that's one of the, again an ice house learning is you look at it where you are and say, well, that's yeah, it's going okay, mm. but when you really start to look at it from the on high and reflect on your position in the market, we can so easily see how much better this could be. Yes. Um, and so achieving those goals and some of the strategy that we've set ourselves, that's that's a really motivating factor. So um, mm. I would say that we're probably writing checks uh, on us as shareholders that we can't continue to, um, to cash. Yeah. Um, we're working pretty hard and have done for a long time. And you can put it down to that COVID challenging period and that post-COVID time and when the property market went mad. Yes. Um, we've now got some of the debt pressures, so I won't say that what we're doing right now is sustainable, mm. but equally I think as shareholders we're quite aligned and we all have a quite a strong work ethic, so we're, um, yeah, we're, we're motivated to be, to be a success. And so mm. those are the things that drive us. But equally, personally, I'm, I'm motivated to support my family and mm -hmm. to be there for them as much as I can so as much as 
Um, I enjoy being at work and I enjoy the challenge. Um, I'm keen to get out of here when I can just to spend time with them. Yeah, so important. Yeah, that's great. This is an interesting one, especially with the perspective that you, you know, you've been in the one job. This is a job that you um, left uni and, and came into. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? I reflected on this earlier. Um, the two things that I've written, one's a little bit um, light-hearted, but mm-hmm. learn to type. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't. And at, a, at Tauranga Boys College, you literally had no option to do that. Mm. So it would make my life so much easier now. <laughs> um, but call. also um, spend more time setting a course for yourself, a plan. Mm. I was one of those people... Um, and again, that's my that's my my norm, I guess you'd say, is just get stuck in and do it, rather than actually having a you know sitting down, having a bit of a think, where do we want to get to? Mm. Um, and so that that one of the things that was at the conference this year, one of the themes that resonated with me, and I haven't got the exact wording, but don't mistake um, busyness mm. for productivity or something along those lines. Yes. And yep. I was a classic for that. I'd be I'd go to work, get stuck in for the whole day, get leave work at whatever time and think, great, done the job. Mm. But you actually haven't been as effective as what you could be. So yes. that's Huge. one of the big things for me. If I had have um, slowed up a little bit, had a bit of a reflection on where things, yeah, where we wanted to get to and make a solid plan for it. So mm. those are two things. One's lighthearted, again, the typing, but in terms <laughs> of the, the business side, I needed to be a little bit more goals focused uh, rather than just get stuck in. Totally. And I think so many people, that's, that would be something for them. You know, you, you, you're in the groove, you're getting things done, you know, you're busy. But how often do we take the time to stop to think, is this the direction I'm mm. wanting to head in? Mm. Okay, how can I be doing this in a more efficient way? Yeah, mm. totally. Great advice. How has the industry evolved over the years? Any emerging trends that have stuck out to you? Sure. Um when I started, evaluation report was about five pages long, mm. and uh, evaluation report these days, even for just a house, it'd be the thick end of fifty pages. Yes, often. yes. Um, <laughs> they're arguably too involved, but our end users now want us to sell a story. Um, it effectively needs to be self-explanatory to anyone. Mm. Whereas in days gone by, or when I first started, you could write it on an envelope, um, just effectively write a number, and that was it. You had your signature and a number, that was all that was really relevant. Wow. So it really is about conveying a story as to how you've reached the number that you've landed at. So the the trick to that is becoming efficient and producing a report that's 50 pages long. Um, that's part of the reason why we've moved to this brand PRP. They've mm. got a whole lot more technology that allows us to be efficient in the production of reports. Um, but this industry, I'd be the first to say that it's not progressive mm. by any stretch. It's it's you know, there's been that traditional valuation offering of it's it's gotta be a valuation or that's it. There mm. is no there is no wavering from that. So um, I think there are there's massive change afoot. It hasn't happened in this country just yet, but I think it will come. There's like an aggregation, a drive to aggregation that's happened in Australia that will happen here. Things mm. like access to professional indemnity insurance it's not it's not easy to get these days and it's massively expensive so to 
to be part of a, um, a larger brand that gives you, and with good risk mitigation um, systems in place, mm. it gives you the opportunity to get those uh, PI policies. You have the um, data um, protection mechanisms within our system that means that you're not exposing people's private information. Yes. Whole of those drivers to aggregation I think are happening in this industry, but they're it's it's very much a cottage industry. It's it's the one and two man band type things. Mm. That's how it's been, but they are not. That's not the way of the future. I can see that a mile away. So mm. we are pleased to have come on board with the brand that we have. As much as it, there's been challenges with it, but it gives us a good position to take advantage of the changes that I think will happen uh, even more so in, in valuation. It's mm, really interesting and very honest about the industry that you're you know and where it sits. This may be a dumb question, but I just, I, I'm wondering, because when we purchased our home, is the value, is valuing a, a property different to the the property report in terms of, you know, there's a leak here, and is that two different things? Yeah, or very is, much so. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so ours is, ours is valuation. Yes. Uh, you gotta look at the, the asset itself mm -hmm. and describe it in the context of where it sits in the market. Yes. <clears throat> People would the 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 critics of valuation would say that we're um, we're looking into the future facing backwards because mm. we rely on historical evidence. Mm. Primarily, if it's a house you're talking about, it's comparable sales. It's this property sold for X, this property sold for Y. Yeah. They compare to this uh, the the subject property in this way, yes. and therefore we see that it's worth X amount. The property inspection report, the building inspection report yes. you're referring to, is just the physical building itself. Yes. Is it? Does it meet the building code? Is it? Um, yeah. yeah is, is there deferred maintenance that may not be obvious to people? So yes, they are very different sense. in that respect. Yes, makes sense. Yeah. No, that's cool. And so you would look at areas as well and go, this is an up, up and coming area. You know. Yeah, makes sense. That's cool. Well, to the extent that it's driven by market forces, I suppose. Like you, you're aware of the big picture. Like there's a uh, a motorway going through here, there's some planning changes afoot, those things that are going to change the potential of that property. Mm. Um, but yeah, to the extent, things like view, people often ask us, how do you value a view? Mm. Well, a view feels intangible, but when you look at market evidence, you can say, well, that property had a similar view, that sold for X amount. So you can actually, we analyse every sale that yeah. we look at into the different parts, the land, the part, the land part, the building mm. part, you can quite easily isolate where the market sees that value in a view, mm. uh, whether that be on Ocean Beach Road or whether that be in Mongatapu or wherever. Yes, um, it is. It feels intangible, but by looking at evidence, there is actually it's it's not that tricky to do. Yeah, that's very interesting. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Um, yeah, any advice for those that are looking to invest into you know the real estate market or yeah, particularly in the, the current climate we're in. Um, it's really hard right now. Mm. It's hard for um, just getting access to finance, if nothing else. Like you can have all the will in the world, which is great, um, but people with good reason right now are a little bit cautious because there is plenty of economic headwinds. Yes. In some ways I look at it and say that if you can make something stack up in this environment, then you're going to be great in the longer term because... Mm. Interest rates are pretty high right now, um, and I think, well, today's official cash rate 
um, mm. outcome will be interesting in itself. But mm. I think we've reached pretty much the, the, the high point in the interest rate cycle. Um, and the likelihood is that in time that will soften. So if you can make something stack up, again, very difficult. Mm. But if you can, then you're probably on to a good thing. Yes. Um, but just be cautious. Do your due diligence. You don't have to rush. There is, there's less purchases around. There's relatively um, a relative abundance, I suppose, of vendors. So mm. don't feel like you need to knee-jerk. Yeah. Um, that's not... Suggesting you necessarily need to have a valuation done, but getting some advice around, you know, if it was a commercial property, what's the lease structures like? What is your, um, what is your tenant security? Um, you know, the the physical property itself. Mm. There's lots of parts that you should be looking at pretty carefully because, um, yeah, it is a it's a tough market right now. Mm, that's very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Changing gears a little bit uh, to chat about the Ice House program. First of all, how did you actually hear about the program in the first place? I was on a yacht off <laughs> Great Barrier Island with a good friend of mine, Ewan Armstrong, who uh, yes. was an early um, OMP, I don't know what number, but a long time before, yes. which is a problem I, I should have listened. Um, <laughs> he said, you'd be mad not to do it, um, it'd be the best thing you ever did, You'll pay, it'll pay for itself in the first year in terms of you know, what it does to your business. Wow. Um, those things are so true, but yeah, you know, I looked at it and said, "Oh, maybe not," or it's too big a commitment and time and costs, all those sort yes, of things. Yes, yeah, totally, yeah. So um, yeah, I didn't do it immediately, but that's where I heard about it, and I suppose it. You could see how how enthused that he was and the changes that it had made, but I just naturally looked at it and thought, "Oh, it's gonna." You know, my business is too small or mm. maybe it's not for me or whatever. Like you, you have your self-doubts totally. and those things, I, I certainly had them. And so I regret it now because I ought to have listened mm. but didn't. Yeah, that's so interesting. So what was the catalyst then for going, mm. okay, I'm going to jump on it? So, um, yeah, that's a good question actually. Mm-hmm. What the actual thing was where... We actually, um, we as a business were changing banks mm, yes. um, and we moved to BNZ Bank and they were, they had been trying to get us to move over for quite a long time mm-hmm. and one of the sweeteners they offered was a contribution to the um, Icehouse course, the yes. OMP course. Great. And I suppose it got it back in front of mind um, it had always sat there in the background as, mm. as being an opportunity uh, but I didn't... Um, Again, it didn't deliver on. I suppose that put it front of mind. And as a as a business shareholder, we'd made a decision. We wanted to change premises. We wanted to grow. There's a whole lot of things bubbling away in the business that you thought I want to take advantage of as well. Mm, interesting. So I suppose they all came together and made me think, gee, maybe it is the right time. Mm. Yeah, th- those are probably the main things. But for the barriers, the cost, the um, time, those things were all real. Yes. The bank giving it a bit of support to it, but it probably more so my shareholders. They were really supportive of it, the time commitment and the cost commitment as well. So yeah, great. I think um, it was just a collection of those factors that made me um, jump on. Jump in, yeah, that's very cool. And yes, BNZ are awesome partners that definitely help, um, like you said, bring it front to mind for a lot of business owners and make it sort of a no-brainer in, in some ways. Um, it's definitely a great offering. Um, 
and and also very real hesitations you know we definitely hear a lot the cost is definitely a factor Mm. the time taken out of a business um is definitely a factor um but it's good to hear that you know many people uh say that it's you know pays itself back very fast Mm. um and brings a lot of value so it's good to hear i would yeah, I, I felt like as a, we would be one of the smaller businesses to have done OMP. I think at the time, I think our turnover was something in the order of um, two and a half million. Mm-hmm. Whereas there were some <coughs> massive businesses. And I, I looked at the alumni and I thought, gee, I'm not really in that realm of the calibre of the, uh, the owners in them, but also the businesses themselves. And I thought, gee, they may pay for themselves in no time. Mm. But with a little business like ours, maybe not. But it's... It's um, it very easily um, looks after itself, and ter- just the disciplines. And I just know, moving forward, that that is such a small investment for the for the learnings that I've had from it. Mm. I do hear that often in terms of you know rocking up on the first day, feeling like it's your first day mm. school all over mm. again, going okay, trying to work everyone out. Mm. Um, but just how easily you then click and realise, okay, we may be different different businesses but we do go through the same challenges exactly right that's the big thing is Mm. that they're not valuation businesses i never expected to see valuation businesses but they've all got the same challenges um but just in a slightly different way Mm, so interesting they're good people and it sometimes feels lonely when you're sitting in the seat you think well no one can really help me but then you build a little community around you who are quite happy to help out Mm. what does that look like for you post program that community feel um, the Ice House community. Look, we went to the conference this year. Quite a bit of our, quite a few of our group went to conference this year, and mm. it was great to connect with them again. Mm. We had big aspirations of, um, you know, taking a trip away every year, but time gets in the way of that, and people are busy. So, we haven't connected as much as what I think we thought we would. Mm. The relationships are still strong. We still have a WhatsApp group. We still communicating with one another yeah um but i just know that if if the opportunity arose and you needed to to bounce an idea off of um one of the people in the group or it might be that i'm doing something that's related to their industry yes i was able to help um someone from my group who's down in wellington with a property transaction that they were involved in and it just it was a great feeling that they felt they could reach out to me and i knew that i could help them so Mm. yeah it's great that's very cool. It's always amazing to hear, especially those, you know, cohorts that have been around, you know, mm. for years, just the ups and downs in business, whether it was the global financial crisis or, you know, COVID, obviously, um, that WhatsApp group or that email chain or, you know, that group of people that you've gone through the owner manager mm. program with are some of the first people that you you know that they end up reaching out to mm. because they really, truly get it. And I think even in a conversation I had last week, Sometimes family and friends that don't own their own businesses, as much as they're great to bounce ideas off and share things, they just don't quite understand. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's great to have that community. That was one of the things that came as a surprise to me post course. I thought that you'd do the OMP and that's it. Mm. You'd be um, the the 50s are gone effectively, and they they do what they yeah. If they want to connect with one another from that point on, that's fine. Mm. And the, the the facilitators they did sort of say this is a community that you're part of now and that we'll yeah we want to keep re-engaging with you mm. and I to be honest with you I thought it was sort of making it up but yeah, it yeah. is real cool. um, 
the conference is a great example of that. That was it was such a it, there were so many good refreshers. The the speakers were engaging. They were you know you knew that they were in your position. Albeit the businesses were different, they yes. were, they'd had all the same challenges, and it just it just reinvigorated uh, me. Mm, so great to hear. it is, and it's an annual thing. And it's not just that. There's other opportunities as well. So yeah. You know that for the facilitators, you could contact them if you needed something as well. Yes. Um, so that's it's so good. That is really cool to hear. I love that. In terms <coughs> of, you know, you mentioned right at the start, pre and post the ice house, in terms of how you structured, how you work. Mm. From that sort of takeaways element, what was a key takeaway for you, maybe in your personal world or your professional world? So, um, oh look, the, the the ways that the courses changed me um, hugely, like just in every aspect of my life. To be wow. perfectly honest, um, I'm a lot healthier. I Sven Hansen has mm. um, as much as I didn't. Um, I thought this guy's too good to be true, and it can't <laughs> be legit. Um, you don't have to be. You don't have to be Sven. Um, but there's a whole lot of disciplines that can come with. So. Brilliant. Getting up nice and early in the morning, exercising regularly. Um, I drink a lot less than what I used to. Mm. I um, still like a drink, don't get me wrong, mm. but equally I just, there's a whole lot more discipline. So I think I'm a better person. I, my physical self is better, and I think I've got a lot more resilience as a result of that. Great. Um, but in terms of the business side, I, the way I like to think of it is I'm more considered now um, and disciplined. So it's not to say that you don't have a gut feel and that you rely on a little bit of instinct at times because no one knows everything yes but equally we we know the numbers that's mm -hmm. again one of the themes from ice house um we didn't quite frankly um mm -hmm. we were a relatively cash flow positive business and as a smaller business you you kind of had an instinct as to how things sat um, whereas we're now more budget focused, we're budgeting out two, three years plus, mm. um, and knowing what it takes to reach um, our objectives. Yeah. So, and then Brilliant. there's accountability that comes from that. So we can we can get engagement with our team. Here's where our budgets are sitting, and get buy-in, and then share that information. And it's you know there's pressure that comes from it in some ways but equally there's such a good feeling of satisfaction when you achieve what you have set out to do mm. so um, we've now got a board advisor as well who keeps me on my toes so we're setting a strategy and uh, this guy he's yeah you know, he contacts me not in a not in a uh, anything other than a positive way yes yeah we talked about getting this done by this date how you get on with it so mm. it's just a in my role, I, I guess I was in some respects unaccountable because mm. there's no one there sort of keeping tabs with me. So it's good to have that, first of all, that wisdom uh, from experience. It's, it's great. Um, but just all the parts of the business are now, we're, we're making a decision based on yeah, a bit of thought and how's this going to look and knowing the numbers. So it yeah. just feels a whole lot more. And, and I guess we're more engaged with the staff now too. I feel like we, they... I hope it's fair to say are more in tune with what where we're going. Um, Great. So yeah, I couldn't be more of an advocate for the changes that it's been in, that it's um, had on me. Mm, that's so brilliant to hear. Uh, yeah, I do, it never gets old for me, you know, mm. to hear the stories of impact on someone's personal and professional life. Like it's just so important. 
Um, and that's why I love working for the Ice House because I can like literally hear how tangible that impact mm. is. Um, but yeah, well, you know, a big theme of what you've said there is that accountability piece, you know, like actually realizing, okay, I need some accountability mm. being the managing director. Um, how do we keep the team accountable? You know, that's a big piece. Um, and then also it sounds like the Ice House allowed you to have that moment of sitting and stopping mm. and going, okay, we need to get our numbers in check. We need to put accountability in place. It, you know, that moment you talked about earlier in the conversation that actually stopping is a good thing. Mm. Going, are we even heading in the direction we want to head in? You know, it sounds like Ice House sort of provided that for you, which is cool to hear. In some ways, uh, we we had to go a little bit backwards. We had to spend a bit of money and to get some of those disciplines. Like we've now... We've got policies for lots of things where mm. it was a little bit sort of gut feel. We've, yeah, we've yeah. Now, we spent a lot of time on um, the advice around, you know, on the, the financial side. Um, we've s- subscribed to packages for, you know, our budgeting products. And, yeah, you know, at the time you think, gee, I'm spending more and more money. But I just know that they're good disciplines to have for the business. So yes. that first year or two afterwards, I felt like we were allowing ourselves to grow um, and in a controlled way rather than just being that sort of knee-jerky type um, gut feel mm. type thing. So you, in some ways you've got to go backwards to go forwards. But And, and again with the course a little bit as well, you, you, you're you stepping away from the business and you could have otherwise been productive in the here and now, yeah. but in the longer term it's not yeah, it's not big picture productive. So mm. Creates that sustainability for a company. Eh? Very much so, yeah. yeah. So important, that's very interesting. To sort of wrap things up a little bit, we'd love to hear what's next for you and what's next for the business. As I said earlier, I still think there's massive potential for this business. Mm. Um, We've got a great culture, we've got a great bunch of people, um, but when we reflect a little bit more on the the area um, and our market, it's not well serviced. Mm. Um, And I think most valuers, they probably sit in the... Um, the, the owners of valuation businesses would sit in the sort of 60 years plus very much in the cruise control mode not looking at the opportunity yeah. really want to keep things as it's always been like they don't really want to embrace any change mm. um, but we can see from our end users that there's a real appetite for a better quality um, of report and but better advice so I suppose we've looked at the challenges of um, this town and it's it's looked beyond that and said we can have valuers who are sort of they physically are based out that way mm. so it makes more sense for them to service that area yeah we know there's a demand out that area there's people who are based yeah virtually every direction mm. outside of being in the city here so we we think there's a real opportunity to expand our geographical reach as mm. well as our service offering reach um, and that we, while we felt like the business had kind of reached a point of, you know, this is our turnover and we'll, we'll never get bigger, uh, when you start to reflect on it a little bit more closely, there's huge opportunity and, and the, the low-hanging fruit mm. that has always sat there but we just haven't seen it, that's, mm. that's what we firmly believe in now. And it, it doesn't happen by clicking your fingers, it's, mm. it's going to take time. Um, but we, we're genuine and we think that there's, there's a lot bigger opportunity than what it is right now. Mm. That must be so exciting as a managing director to go, cool, we thought we were capped, you mm. know, at a certain amount, but actually, our, you know, our eyes as a team have been open to these mm. low-hanging fruits that could really 
you know, mean that extra growth for us as a company. That's exciting. Mm. Mm. Just someone the other day passed a comment about um, we don't do this much in this part of town. And mm. that gets me thinking, why not? Mm. We're, there's a certain part of town that we've, you know, we've, you can feel like you're all things to all people and that you've got a great um, market share and what have you, and I think we do. Mm. But that said, you look at some pockets and go, gee, we could be doing that better yeah. or there's a whole opportunity there. And so that's invigorating that there's, that you know that, again, there's all that low-hanging fruit that you haven't exploited yet. And so how do you strategize to take advantage of it? Mm. So... Yeah, we're um, we're conscious that it's not just yeah, it's not just a case of saying we're going to do it and it'll happen. We we have to work towards it, but mm. um, we're on a really strong growth trajectory and in a balanced way because equally the property market is in a um, it's in a delicate phase right now yeah. and it's there's definitely some some headwinds around. But um, if, as long as we do it by not just bringing on a whole lot of people. Um, without any work to service it, we're going to do it in a controlled way. Mm. But as long as we do that, we just we do think the opportunity exists. Mm. That's exciting. That is very cool to hear. Thank you for sharing your story, uh, the story of the company, and for teaching me uh, a lot about valuation as well. Um, no, I really I hope I haven't put you to sleep. No, absolutely not. It's very interesting and cool to hear. Uh, just how impactful the Ice House you know, program was for you as an individual, as a leader, um, but also the exciting growth that mm. is in store for this company and the fact that you know, essentially you've been in it for you know, 20 plus years, was it 26 years, 26, yeah. um, and now starting to see a whole nother lens of where this business could be could go you know it's an exciting place to be in leadership so I'm more enthused than I have been for a long time so it's mm. that's a pretty good thing in itself that you you'd normally reach the point where you're starting to show a little bit of wear and tear yeah. after that amount of time but I'm I'm more enthused than ever yeah which is so great to hear so I this has been the, the best start to my day thank you so much <laughs> for the conversation and hope those tuning in enjoyed listening to this inspiring story from a nice house alumni Alex thank you so much thank you Brian